Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your RPG. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win at a role-playing game is to to have have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, I'm the curmudgeon, and joining me as always is the legend, Carrie. Hello. And Jason, the favorite, sucks. No. (laughs) No, but he can't be here tonight. Yeah, he's got to work. Yeah, that responsible thing. Uh, Before we get into gaming, let's just take a second to let folks know that uh, we have a Patreon. We do. It's at patreon.com slash podcast. It's super exciting. You can go there and pledge. You should go there. That's right. And you can pledge just a couple of dollars every month, and it goes towards helping us pay for this podcast Mm -hmm. and pay for guests. We've got some cool things that we'd like to do that... We do. We actually have a list of things that we're like, well, if we get enough money, we'll do this. Yeah. And at some of the levels of backing, you can get a shout out That's here. That's the wizard level. Ooh. Ooh. So let's do our shout outs. First up, ah! what was that? I'm shouting out. First up, we've got Joel Eastland. Hi, Joel. What's up? He's my friend. Joel's my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. We've also got Ryan Martin. Ryan. He's my favorite Ryan. I feel insulted. Sorry. We also have Drew Stevens. He's my favorite Drew. And Jason wants to know, what about Noah Coltrip? What about Noah Coltrip? We don't know, Jason. We're still trying to figure out Noah as well. Anybody else? We do. We have one last person. Who's the last person? Well, if you want a shout out, we'd love to give you one, and you can get one by helping us keep the show on the air and becoming a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. So... So when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were here at this table mm-hmm. recording a podcast. It was three, not two. Oh, oh, it's like it's like one of the adventurers in our party has died. <sighs> and now we have to do a whole podcast episode about character death. Oh, wow. That, that got kind of weirdly deep. Yeah, we'll do that today. Okay, that would probably be a good time to do that. But before we do oh, that, okay. what was up with your week? I've been juggling art in my Kickstarter. And you have to be careful when you juggle art because some of it's valuable, and if you drop <sighs> it, it can break or get damaged. No, um, I, I I've had a very emotional week. Uh, Notre Dame really hit me hard. Like, the football team losing. Oh, was there other Notre Dame you're news? Such a jerk. You know, I I was raised Catholic, and I'm Sorry. an artist. Are you done? <laughs> I, I was kind of doubly hit with the Notre Dame thing, and I was I've been pretty upset about it. So between that and and trying to get my Kickstarter to close up and finish up, I'm I'm down to like the last like thirty two hours, and and so that's really kind of intense. But it funded. It did fund. It did fund. It where last I checked, it was one hundred and nineteen percent funded. Cool. So that's awesome. Um, but then today, right before we did this. My dog about gave me a heart attack. Yeah? Yeah. Our our dog is Trixie the Memory Hound. She's a basset hound, and she's a, she's a good old puppy. In the past month, we've started giving her a little bit of aspirin to help with her aches and pains, and she's been feeling a lot better. And because she's feeling better, she decided to go hunting today. Hmm. Huh. So I... 
I finally got what stepped outside of my studio because she was barking like a crazy person. And she had cornered a baby possum. Oh. And it was so little and cute. <laughs> and it, it kept like, it was so little it wasn't even hissing. Like it just opened its mouth but no noise would come so out. So it was like. <sighs> it was, I couldn't even hear that. It was just like. <laughs> and, and, and it would hop like on all fours at once, like trying to make itself look bigger. Oh, that's funny. Um, it, and it was it was so little. I mean, it was little, right? You know, and so I drugged Trixie away. You know, because she wasn't attacking it, but she was scaring it as a predator would, right? And so I drugged Trixie and threw her in the house, and then I took a bunch of pictures of the baby before we left. <laughs> like <laughs> we didn't touch it, we didn't you know do anything, but it was just so cute that I had to take pictures because sure, you know, and Dakota was like. Are you sure it's okay? Maybe we should take it in the house and and take care of it. And oh. I was like, oh, if 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 you would, Daddy would be so mad if I was like, we have a baby possum. Possums are supposedly very good pets. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a couple friends that have have rehabilitated possums. Yeah, and yeah, and I kept thinking that. I I've also like, heard they could, that they could be stinky. Yeah, they I, that's I have heard that as well, but. That's okay. Trixie's stinky. Yeah, but she's a basset hound, so she has the natural Fritos smell. It's so weird. But it's true. It's so weird. Basset hounds smell like Fritos. You can look it up. Um, oh, okay. So on that weird note, what have you been up to, Ryan? <sighs> Smelling Fritos. Yeah. <laughs> well, we <laughs> should we should note that Trixie for the past two weeks has been mad at Ryan. <laughs> so she has now finally forgiven him. Yeah, I went out of town to New mm-hmm. Orleans, as you guys will remember when we talked about it last week, and she never really forgave me for that until just just like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Then she was like, I'm going to go get me a possum. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get him a possum and show him that I love him. And, but, then, but then I wasn't home. I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, Ryan, it was so cute. <laughs> Well, there's not really anything new with me. We're continuing to work on the gun belt. Uh, we're we've sorted out the goods and the skills, and now well, the, the goods was the big thing you were working on, right? Yeah, we st- we have two we have two skills that need one more good. Mm, what are they? Uh, burglary mm. and wits. Oh, wits would be hard because yeah. like, wits is just kind of wits. So you know? after the show, I may pick your brain All about right. that for a minute, right. and then we've but. That process, the process of fixing that problem today mm-hmm. at lunch actually no did something awesome. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say made another problem. Well, like, it did. No. Th- it made another problem that really, really quickly evolved into like the perfect fit that was way better than what we had had before. Okay. So we figured out how to make reputation work. Ooh, yeah, excellent. So anyway, I could tell you more about that off the air, but sure. it's kind of because our viewers don't want to hear that, right? What? Okay. Cool. Anything else? No, that's it. So, uh, not, not, you're not doing anything cool this weekend? No, uh, this weekend we'll be <laughs> <laughs> in seriousness. This weekend we are going to conglomeration. <gasps> and that is guys, in- seriously, if you are near Louisville, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Louisville, <laughs> Louisville, Louisville. Go to this convention. It's a great little convention. It's very, very uh, role-playing game centric. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's really neat. And there's going to be some cool guests there. Timothy Zahn. The guy yeah, that's the big one. The Star Wars writer who created the guy. A- Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, Thrawn, yeah. He's going to be there. And uh, there's a, a pretty... 
pretty big named uh, Magic the Gathering artist is going to be there. So that's they usually cool. have one though. Like yeah. So so are are you planning on bringing any of your uh, any of your Star Wars books to have him sign? Um, you know the truth is he has signed all of the books oh. by him that I own. Oh, well, okay then. Uh, yeah. So so never so mind. no. Maybe <laughs> are you, are you going to bring a. Goblin Project stuff? I am going to bring the Goblin Project right. stuff to get uh, see if I can get some more Goblin tokens from some artists there. And All right. So everyone should go to Conglom to see us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be on the GM's panel. Oh, exciting. There. So, and my hope is, what, I, what I'm going to try and do is see if they'll let me record it for the podcast. Ooh, Because okay. that could be a fun little either bonus episode or maybe yeah. it'll just be our next episode. It'll depend maybe. on what Jason's work schedule is like. But oh, yeah. They, yeah. Do, uh, they do like a DM panel that is always super cool. Maybe we can bring the, uh, you know, the mics, uh, bring a mic or mics or whatever, and maybe we can record a, a little bit you and i as well to go along with that that yeah. way it's balanced yeah all right all right well i guess that about does it we're done yep let's go ahead and move to combat rounds. Oh, i thought you were wrapping up i thought we were gonna move to canada oh can oh we could go live by kim <laughs> Welcome to Combat Rounds. Today's topic is Dead and Loving It. I love that title. So today we're going to talk about uh, being a player and having your character die. That sucks sometimes. But sometimes it doesn't. So let's talk first about the parts that everybody thinks about, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the part where, you know, your character sucks. Wait, no. (laughs) No, where the death of your character sucks. To be honest, talking about character death, most of this is going to apply more to tabletop games or LARPs. And the reason reason is because mushes tend to have uh, a greater amount of consent-based decision-making. Yes. And so typically, a character doesn't actually die in a mush... Unless you, the player, actively volu- Say, volunteers it, it is time. Or if you take enough damage where the storyteller, like the whiz, will reach out to you and be like, Hey, I just nearly decapitated you. Maybe we should talk about this. Right. But yeah. ultimately, the, ultimately, whether or not you live or die, though, comes down to you as a player making a call. Yes. Usually. Um, and that does not always... Now, there are some... Systems where that's the case. There are some LARPs and there are some uh, some tabletop games where that level of consent and uh, sort of group storytelling, collaborative storytelling, can can make it a player decision. Yes, but but that is not as it is not as prominent. Common, yeah. yeah. So it can suck. How come it can suck? Well, if you're not prepared for it, sometimes it can be an emotional uh, kick to the gut. So it's disappointing. Yeah. Absolutely. If if you're not ready, if you're not in the headspace for it, it can it can really bother you. I had a character who I don't believe this story at all. I know you never had a character. I know. Um, in a vampire game that got rolled, and by rolled I mean I ended like, up turned over. <laughs> no, I mean I was brought into a room, and there was twenty players there to kill mine. <laughs> And I had you got a boot party. Yeah, I was boot partied and I had no idea. 
like to this day, I really don't like when I go back and I start looking, it's like, yeah, I had some connections to people that they were against and all that. But like that was half the game. Right. And so like it didn't. You still don't really know exactly why you got it. Right. And and that's frustrating and disappointing and, and it's it's upsetting. Right. I mean, and I liked the character. I wasn't like, this is the one character. Yeah. Um, but I really did like the character. And I think that's and, the, the core piece to why you'd be disappointed is because you love your character. Well, for me, it was I, I liked the story I was telling with her. And her getting rolled by a boot party, it just ended the story, but it didn't resolve anything. Like, it didn't end her story. She just ended. It was a bad ending. It was a bad ending. And... Because I didn't understand the thought process behind why they rolled my character, it never felt like it made sense. Sure, sure. So it can be disappointing because you love the character or the mm-hmm. story, uh, and and or it can be disappointing because the ending it it provides a bad ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that it can be disappointing because it can take you away from playing with your group of friends. And this yeah. applies, this piece probably applies more to LARP uh, than, yeah. than than tabletop just because of the number of players. Right, yeah. Right? Like in a tabletop game, when somebody dies, they roll up a new character and they're back in the same party, right? Yeah. So out of character, you're still playing with your same friends. But in a LARP where there may be, you know, 30 people or, or I mean, if you're playing, if you're lucky enough to be playing in a huge game, you know, there might be 32 people. No, that, that's LARP humor. Uh, no, but you know, you could, there are LARPs that have a hundred people at. And so, so when you, when your character dies and you have to make a new character, that also a lot of times means you're playing with new people. Yeah. And you've got to establish relationships with them in, in and, and out. out of character. Yeah. In and out. You know, if, if you're playing, if you suddenly make it, your new character is loud and abrasive but you're not sure if these people know that it's just a character. Right. Then suddenly you've got to keep stepping out of character and going, I promise my character's not really mad at you. You know, like, I'm not mad at you, just my character's loud and obnoxious. Or, right. You know. It can be frustrating because uh, it can leave your story unresolved. It mm-hmm. might not. So not just a bad ending, but it could be no ending. Yeah. Uh, it, it's also frustrating because you've got to, sometimes you're not expecting to have to start thinking about what in the world are you going to play next. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I used to have a, a long running joke where, you know, if you make your next character You'll, you'll never die. You'll never die. <laughs> right. You know, and if especially if you're excited about your next character. Nope. <laughs> you will never get to play that concept. Right, but if, if you're not thinking about it at all, you're mm-hmm. gonna get yeah, you get blindsided. Yeah. And that's super frustrating. What do I play next? Especially uh, if you die in the at the beginning of the game of the game night, and and this applies to tabletop and LARP, like mm-hmm. both ways, the game keeps going. Or, you have you know, to stop and make your character. It even applies to mush some because yeah. you know if, if you re- if you retire your character, however you end up not playing your character, you know then you you log on and you're like, look at all those people in all those rooms playing, right? And I can't, and I'm sitting in the out of character lounge. You know it's. Yeah. yeah. I also think that that losing a character can be disruptive too um to the to the game as a whole. What do you mean? Character death can often cause player versus player conflict. Yeah. Right? Like now I'm pissed at you because your char- your character you had your character roll mine. Yeah. So now I'm mad at you. Or it could even be you as a storyteller 
ran the scene in which mm-hmm. my character died. What? And now I'm mad at you. Yeah. There's a form of distrust that happens that that will come from that. You know, like, I know that from my experience, when that group of 20 players was like, hey, you should come make a character to join ours. I was like, no. Right. I want nothing to do with you guys in character or out of character dealing with the game because I don't, you know, you guys, that wasn't a fair situation in my head. Right. You know, if there were five people in there to roll me, okay, I I didn't even throw chops. You just said, you know what, guys, you got me. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to throw chops with 20 people. Right. You know, I I had somebody once tell me. Uh, we're going to rabbit trail for just a sure. second. That if you ever get boot partied, mm-hmm. right, that the best thing that you can do when a boot party prepares to roll you yeah. is decide which of these people can you take out on your way down. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then don't attack anyone else. Concentrate all of your attacks on that one character. Right. And and there's two reasons for this. The first is because... If you're going to go down, take someone with you. Right. And you'll feel a little better mm-hmm. about having died. It, yeah. Especially, in, and this is really talking about when a group of players bring their characters to roll your player character. Yeah. Right. This, we're not really talking about when a storyteller runs a scene. and, and uh, Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But a storyteller typically isn't going to run a boot party as part of their plot. Uh, I should hope not. Not against one character. Yeah, in no, no. That's not... But always just just take one with you because that also makes it really hard for that group to go back and tell the others, I don't know what happened to Carrie's character. Yeah. Right. Billy Bob's missing now. It's hard to it's hard for it's much harder for them to get away with having killed you. Sure. Because you've left evidence. So and maybe you'll teach them something about, you know, being good players because boot parties aren't fun. They're they're not fun. No. So, uh, all right. So it's it can be disruptive because it can sometimes create out of character bleed, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it can also you know be disrupting because a lot of times, and again we're kind of focusing on player versus player, but you know a lot of times there's cheating involved. I hate that that's the case, and it's not always intentional cheating. Like we need to specify that because misunderstanding a rule does not make someone a bad player. Right. We've all done that. Um, but when someone misunderstands a rule and it gets your character killed. Uh. Right. And on the flip side, the other side to this coin is even if everything is done perfectly, mm-hmm. the person who died, a lot of times, especially in the LARP world, you know, it results with false accusations of cheating. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and when I say false accusations, I mean what's false is that there wasn't cheating. Right. Right. But that player that whose character died may truly believe they cheated to kill yeah. my character. So so that can cause disruption. Uh, and of course, the last thing that can be disruptive is just that, uh, you know, having to make a new character means having to figure out who your new click at the game is going to. Yeah. Be, who are you going to who are you going to play with in and out of character? And, right. And that can be hard. Yeah. Those things, though, I think really are all pretty obvious. Well, I'd, I'd like to say one other thing about kind of like a negative thing about character death. Um, and this goes back to, to the, the gay girl that I had rolled. Um, uh, her name was Marty, by the way. It always giggles me. When I, <laughs> but she was a mechanic, Marty the mechanic. Because right. I wasn't very clever with names at the time. I'm still not. But uh, <laughs> I was asked to play that character. I, it was in one of those games where the staff was like, I want you to 
play this because if we have this plot going on. I want you guys to play this because I have this. You know, like they they let us make the characters, but we were told what to make. Right. And so I also felt like I was set up. Oh. Uh, you know, and so it was like a double whammy. Like you, you kind of felt like maybe they had told you to play something that they knew was going to get eventually rolled. was going to get rolled and didn't. And if they had told me. I would have been fine because I would have been prepared for it, but right. I had no idea. And then to uh, <laughs> to it ended up like they had me play my own ghoul, which was a little weird. Um, and I ended up having to play her for the rest of the chronicle. Weird. Yeah, it was and very not fun and not fun. Like it, it was fun for one scene. Yeah, but after that, it starts to feel like an ego project, even when it's not. Yeah, it was. It was a very um, uncomfortable yeah. ending to the that little chronicle. Well, let's talk a little bit about why character death is good. Mm. Why is it good for your character to die? I think the first thing the the perhaps the hard the one of the hardest harder pills to swallow is just simply that great deaths make great stories. Yes, they do. Right. In the same way that like you were talking about earlier, you had a shitty death. Mm-hmm. And man, it ruined it ruined every memory of that character, I bet. Yeah, just about. But if you're, you could have a mediocre character, but if it had a total kick-ass death, Mm -hmm. you'll remember that character as being amazing. And not only you, everyone else will remember that character as being amazing. Um, This happened in a mush. I had a, uh, a player of mine sacrificed his character in a big event and one of the the things that came out after the event was a big monument was built and everyone's names were put on it that the characters that died in it. And to this day, people go into that room and they'll talk about him when they look at the monument. Oh, you know, Aiden was such a great guy. Right. You know, and, and so like it can connect you to the game in a bigger way than just having a single, like having your character still being around does. Yeah. It's hard to be a legacy if you're still standing there. Yeah. Right. You don't become a legend. And I mean, you know, yeah, I know what you legendary. Mean. Uh, I think it, it can be good for you as a player because you might not recognize that you are unhealthily attached yes. to the character. Uh, this specifically happened to me once. My, yeah. ver- my very first LARP character was, uh, was killed very unexpectedly and, um, and I, you know, I, I think we may have talked about this before, but yeah. like in fairness, the character was killed for, because the, they didn't like that you were dating me because yeah, there was some out of character, right? dumb stuff that happened. And I was a little too naive as a storyteller and a little too trusting. And I let someone else run the scene and I shouldn't have. Right. And so, so I, I think it's fair to say that there was some cheating involved that yeah. that resulted in my character dying. But and and as as much as we can say those things were issues, there was an, another issue that was going on was that I was because it was my first LARP character. Yeah, I had no i I had no idea. You know, this we're talking about eighteen years ago. Like I didn't even know what bleed was. So I totally was almost obsessed with my character. You were a little overboard before he died, but after he died, you got really, really obsessed with yeah, him. The, for a bit. the unfair circumstances of his death yeah. made it worse. Yeah, it did. And and I've acknowledged that. Right. Like I know that sucked and I was wrong as a storyteller. Yeah. I that was one of those I learned moments. But losing that character was really good for me mm-hmm. because the thing that I can look back now, like as 
it made me a worse player for a little while. And now I'm a better player because yes. of it. Because I I lost a character I was too attached to. And so I've learned how to balance, you know, me with my characters. Yeah. Right? And so so losing that character was really good for me mm-hmm. in the long run. Um, I think it can also be good to, to, to have your character die because it can force you to kind of start to explore some fresh ideas. Yeah. And, and new friends. You know, we talked about the downside is you're going to have to find new pl- new friends to play with. Uh, yeah. But the upside is, is you get to find new friends. Right. And and new clicks. Uh, and, and obviously, again, that's more in a LARP than a tabletop uh, situation. But but connected to those fresh ideas is in this. And this applies to the tabletops games is that it forces you to change your expectations do you remember after I, she didn't die, but after I retired Bates the Hook, mm-hmm. I, I had a very powerful werewolf character that I ended up retiring, and I made a little Cleoth werewolf that was mute, I think was her, her meta's deformity, I think. And um, we went into battle, and and I didn't have like a dodge retest or something, <laughs> and in the in the storyteller that was running it was like, what do you mean you don't have that? I'm like, I mean, I'm a little baby sheet. I don't have it. And I was so excited that it suddenly it made this small battle that should have been nothing really intense and exciting. So you you appreciated that it was challenging. Yeah. You had gotten used to everything being so, so easy. So easy, yeah. Right. I, I think what's cool about that is it teaches you that mechanics aren't necessarily as important as, as we sometimes think they yeah. are. My sheet isn't as important as... Right. Like you always hear like there's the, the power gamer, you know, who, who is power gaming all the mechanics so their sheet is super powerful, mm-hmm. right? But the truth is, you know, good role play can be just as powerful and we forget and, well, that. well, is more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that can be that can be a reason why it's really good, you know, for the player. What anything else? Is there any other reason why you think maybe uh, as a player it's healthy for your character to die? Mm, I like coming up with new ideas. I think we already talked about fresh ideas, though, didn't we? Right. I like costuming and in accents and ridiculous <laughs> things, and you can't have too much in one character. Right. And so I need new characters to be able to do all those different things. Yeah. In, in you know, or you end up with a giant pile of crap for a character, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, what about the game? How can how can character death be good for a game? Oh, character death for for the game is so good. It uh, it, it keeps the game fresh. It keeps the game um, it keeps the risk factor high. Right. Like it, it makes the game feel dangerous and real. And um, I saw somebody post on Facebook a couple of days ago something about uh, how giving giving your players consequences for the risks they take teaches them to never take risks in your game again. What? And I thought, who said that? If I'm, I'm not calling anybody, oh, but mm, mm, but mm. I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. Because if you remove consequences, there is no risk. Well, there's no game. <laughs> right. It's not a game. Games, you win or lose. Right. And I know that the only way to win a role-playing game is to have fun. But, but, but fun is winning and losing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, you know, something I talk about a lot is this idea that trust enables risk. Yes. Right? And as a player, 
I need to trust my storyteller, mm-hmm. right? And this, and so I need to trust. If Carrie, if you're my storyteller, I need yes. to trust that if my character does something stupid, you're going to provide consequences to yes. me for that fairly. Yeah. Risk promotes that trust. I can't gauge that I can trust you if I'm if you're not providing me with risks and consequences. Yes. And at the same time. Uh, my trust in you enables those risks mm-hmm. to occur. It goes back and forth. You know, there must be consequences for risk to exist. Ex- yes, very much. What else? Uh, why else can can character death be good for a game? Well, it connects your players to other player, different players that they don't normally role play with. In, in what way? Well, you know, I I played Billy the thief. For all this time. And then Billy finally gets gacked. And then I go and I play, you know, an elven lord. And then suddenly I'm having to role play and interact with not the Thieves Guild. Right. And so I'm, it's good on an out of character level. Because that means, you know, people, I I don't know how many times I've role played games where someone was like, oh, I I thought you were really a a mean person because your character always yelled. (laughs) <laughs> and then when I play a new character, they're like, you're really nice. And I'm like, well, let's not go that far. But, you know, like in, in it just it allows you to connect with other players. And in the end, that's more important than the game anyway. Right. So and I think you can become more empathetic, your player, the mm-hmm. other players as well. Uh, sometimes we don't realize what a challenge it is maybe to play a certain like I remember back in a tabletop Dungeons and Dragons game, like it used to always frustrate me. Whenever it was the wizard or the magic user's turn to go mm-hmm. in combat, they were still flipping through books. Yeah. Trying to figure out what spell was going to be best and asking questions. And it used to frustrate me so hard. And it was like, guys, do, you know, be ready. Figure this What's out. What's going on? Yeah. And then I, one day I said, you know, I, my, I had a character die and I thought, I'm going to play a wizard. I'm going to show them. Yeah. And guess what? Finding the spells used to be, <laughs> it may be very hard still, but yeah. back back then in Dungeons and Dragons, it was really hard to figure all of that stuff out. Yeah. And suddenly I was like, oh, I understand. Yeah. I need to know. They not- weren't a jerk. I was. Right. It's like when uh, you, you, when you, <laughs> when you have a kid, you suddenly aren't made angry by screaming babies in restaurants anymore. Yeah. You go, oh, right. Instead yeah. you're like, you, you look over him one and hope he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same kind of thing. It builds this empathy for them. It also creates great mentoring opportunities, you know. And this is that a question? (laughs) Maybe. maybe. But this happens again. This is even in tabletop games. You know, if if I had questions about you know the complicated wizard spell, Mm -hmm. I had somebody who'd been playing a wizard for a long time who could help. Yeah, you know, and that happens in LARP. Too, because in LARP you're talking about so many more people. Storytellers don't always get the kind of one-on-one right time they need. Uh, so <clears throat> it creates these mentoring opportunities uh, in and, and out of character, right? And yeah. mentoring can be can be fantastic. I always find that's my favorite role play. Teach me, teach me in character what my character should be understanding about this. Um, I like, like the new, the new, um, mush that I'm starting, I'm going to be playing an apprentice. Okay. Um, so do you prefer to be the mentor or the mentee? Um, I like both. 
I like both. I tend to like being the mentor when it's a game that I'm super familiar with. Right. Because, you know, learning about the thing that I know everything about isn't as fun as actually learning with my character. Sure. On a new thing. Um, and also, I'm <laughs> I'm also one of those players that I like to, when I have my character teach something, I always teach it slightly off. <laughs> um, just because I think that that is the best flavor to a game ever. I did that one time. I was teaching everybody about different Beite, about different shifters as my character. And someone made a joke and they were like, what about goats or something? Like they were trying to be a smart ass. Right. And I was like, oh no, those are real. You know, and they're not real in the universe. Like there's no, there's they are real in goat LARP. In goat LARP they are. Oh, I can't wait. I want to play a weregoat. <laughs> I told, I made up an entire legend about goats, like right in front of everybody. And the players kept going out of character going, that's not in a book, is it? And I was like, shut your mouth. <laughs> role play role play it you know like right. prove me wrong and in to in like four years later i heard someone else talking about were goats and i was like you know and i wasn't even playing that character anymore and somehow I was like, it had stuck somehow around. it had stuck around it had traveled through the network and had become a thing right and you know and that's fun like it, that's the stuff of legends yeah so i think character death can help to get new players more involved Mm-hmm. You know, and some of that comes from mentoring. If if uh, if I have to make a new character and I've never met you before, but you come over to help me make the new character because my old character just died, <clears throat> we're going to get to know each other. Yeah. Right. Uh, it gets new players involved and it makes jumping in a lot faster. Yes. If I'm you, here to visit my friend. Right. Joe, who's, you know. Happens to be the primogen here or whatever. Yeah. And and the other thing is uh, it, it adds to the sense of community. Uh, this is something a lot of people don't realize. But when your character dies, like, and you go to the restaurant afterwards, people, especially when it's a good death. Yeah. Uh, or when it's a horrible death. Yeah. But that's all. That's not necessarily good conversation. But, you know, a good... Good death is celebrated at the rest at Denny's after the game, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's that's good for your community. Yeah, it almost feels a little bit like a wake out of character for the character, <laughs> right? Like, you know, let's let's talk about the cool scenes we had, or the you know, and, and I think that's very healthy. Yeah, death in a game keeps the game from being static. Oh yeah. This applies especially in tabletop when you've got a tabletop campaign that, you know, goes on for years, mm-hmm. right? It's nice from time to time to have a new character show up. Yeah. Whether it's yours or somebody else's, just it, it can be so boring if it's the exact same six characters well, every I mean, single week. Even even think about like good TV shows. They bring in new characters. They rotate characters out. Right. The power couple always has a baby. <laughs> There's a shark to jump. Hold on. Right, right. I think with with on that note with trying to keep things not static, uh, you know, character death can also help to prevent like power coteries. Yeah. You know, in a like in a LARP, when you get a group of people who are banding together to, you know, and and that's not always good for your game. 
you know, character death can can benefit your your game mm-hmm. when you know when power coteries can be impacted by death. Well, because that it's good for the game in character, and then out of character, if you've got a power coterie in your game and one of their characters dies, the other players all go, they are touchable, right? And that that. It encourages saying, it encourages the non-power coterie characters to challenge the power coterie. Right, if if that's the type of game you're playing. But yeah, like it it makes people feel a little less powerless when dealing with big PCs. I think power levels is a huge conversation when we talk about character death. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Jason and I always argue a little bit about like floor XP and, yeah, and yeah. those things because I believe that floor XP is treating a symptom and not addressing the problem. Yeah. But much of the problem that things like floor XP is there to try to, to, to deal with yeah. are things like game balance and power creep, right? Mm-hmm. And so how, how do you feel like death, character death contributes to, to fixing those things? I'm sorry. You said power creep and I just got this image of like this like creepy guy in a, in a black going do, do, do. Do as he's tiptoeing because he was being a creep. I'm sorry. What was the question? I don't even know. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think character death can help with power balance in games where different characters are at different experience point levels. Yes, uh, is like in a LARP, for example, characters that have been around longer than others in many game type game systems have more XP on them. Yeah. And that can help bring the game a little out of balance. And that scenario, they call that power creep, right? Yeah. When the do, do, when the old character when the old characters have been around so long that they're untouchable and can fix and everything handle any yeah. plot you throw at them, and then the new players come in and are like, "I can't do anything because they're so powerful." Either they'll do it or. I can't touch any of the things that are being thrown at them. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's why they create things like floor XP to bring those new players up to closer in level to the older characters. But I counter what if part of the problem is we're not killing those older characters. Yeah. And I know this sounds a little bit like I'm saying you should target characters in your game. And that's not specifically what I'm saying. If you've got a PC in your game that is huge let's say it's a tabletop game and you have a pc in your game that is carrying around a 20 plus sword and is doing all these crazy things yes the bad guys should be targeting them because they want that sword right you know like you can find in game reasons to correctly target sure and i think as a storyteller you have to look at the fact that i have i have a group of characters in my game that have 500 experience points on them and they have a group of characters on my game that have 30 right Mm -hmm. and so i'm going to address that problem by giving all of the new characters floor xp and so now i've got a bunch of characters at 500 and a bunch of characters at 300 well that doesn't really solve the problem all that does is eventually it creates more 500 xp characters yeah yeah Right. So you have to look at the whole the whole cycle of of character life. Yeah. And so I think that that character death can be can be good because it can help prevent some of that power creep. Uh, I also think connected to that, 
if you're one of those characters that's been around for 10 years and has 500 experience points on them, it might serve you well to remember what it's like to be a brand new character in the yeah. game. And and not have a dodge. And that I get will, it. It will make you a it makes you a better player. It does. So I think character death can be good for your game in that respect. I also think that it can help you with storytelling logistics for those same reasons. Uh, it's very hard to run a game for a group of players with hugely, vastly different experience point levels. It's almost like you're running two different games if you're doing it correctly. Right. You're running a bunch of plot that's incredibly hard so that the 500 XPers have something Mm -hmm. to do. And then you have to run something small that won't completely murder the the baby characters. Right. Yeah. And hope that the baby characters don't Don't end up with the other plot (laughs) or vice versa. Because that happens. Like, like, there's nothing worse than you're like, all right, who's going into the sewers? And then you're like, oh, no, no, not you guys. Right. <laughs> you weren't supposed to find this. It was supposed to be the other people. <laughs> and then they get ate by Cthulhu. Ooh. What? Anything else? Is there anything else you, you want to talk about with, with characters uh, dying? I, no, I mean, you know, it's it's healthy. Embrace it. I think that's really the important thing is that it's it's healthy. Yeah. A turnover turnover is good because it creates new scenarios and new characters and new stories and new opportunities and it creates situations where players can experience those new things uh, and can maybe remember how they used to play the game when their characters were small, which can make them better characters mm-hmm. and better players. I think it can make them uh, try new things. And you know what? One of the things that you can try, I'd like to put out there, is that if you have a character die, and either you're okay with it or you're very frustrated and upset, you know, if it's good or bad or a combination of both, if you're not sure what to do next, but you're like, I really love my gaming group, but I don't know what to do, maybe you run a game. Yeah. Maybe maybe you step up and be part of the LARP staff. Maybe you tell your 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 tabletop guy, hey, I'm going to run Shadowrun this week. Right. You know, because then you get to see a completely the other side of character death when you're running as a storyteller, um, you know, as a as a, as a game runner. Yeah. Because sometimes when you get sometimes character death hits the game runner harder than it does the player. <laughs> right. You know, I've 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 had that happen before where I was like mortified, you know, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, it was good. You were, you ripped my character to shreds. That was awesome. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> you know? I'll tell you, as a as a player and as a storyteller, I am always impressed and really respect players who handled the death of their characters well. Yeah. Like I when I when I see a player handle the death of their character with grace and with dignity and and with respect for everybody else around them yeah. and they don't they don't throw fits they don't yell they don't shoot accusations of cheating or anything like that you know they just are like well it's a game yeah that was fun let's my, make a new one my, and those folks I, I so i hope when my characters die that i'm that guy my two most beloved players that have characters pass away and how they deal with it. It was Jim Page. I, that man, I don't know how he did it. He just go, you got me. 
<laughs> and, and then he'd be like, let me go make a new character. You know, and you were just like, that was in um, Jason Witten. Yeah. Jason Witten, like he, he just go, he, he too would be like, that was legit. I'm always impressed by Witten's, uh, his willingness to take risks. Yeah. He, he's very, uh, he's very aware that, especially in the type of LARPs we play with him, that some characters are bad guys that that makes for a good game right for some of the characters to be bad guys and he always steps up to make bad guys <laughs> um, <laughs> um and they all you know like he he could many of his characters have gotten rolled by pcs not even by like plot it was right. by pcs and he was always like yep you got me i'm gonna make a new character now and you're like that was awesome so yeah. yay Yay for killing Jason Witten's character. Wait, no. <laughs> All right, let's let's go to game wrap. I love you, Jason Witten. 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 Well, it's time for game wrap. We've come to the end. We have. Now it's time to say goodbye. Oh, no. Before we go, I'd like to let everybody know that you can find us at honorrollpodcast.com. Is that it? No. Oh, what more. else? What else? You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and anywhere else that you can find. Etc. Yeah, et I'd really love it. It'd be awesome if you went to iTunes and you gave us a review. Oh, yeah. It would be really you can talk cool. about how awesome I am. Yeah, you can also. I go, want all the I want all the reviews now to mention me specifically being awesome. All right, all right. We're on Twitter at Honor Roll Podcast. Ooh. We're at Facebook.com slash groups slash Honor Roll Podcast. Send us an email at hosts at honorrollpodcast.com. and of course, once again, you can uh, become a patron of the show and get free stuff at patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. Yay! So, the end. It's not the end. Yeah, I've got to give experience points. Yeah. Well, Jason, you <gasps> get none. Okay. He gets none. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you weren't going to give him XP. Like, this wasn't like a floor thing. No. He gets none. Okay. You get one. I get one? <laughs> Did you want more? Uh, I'm not begging you for XP. I don't want you to beg me for XP. That'd be weird. That would be weird. So why don't you give me the XP I deserve? Okay, you get two. I'm going to eat all of your licorice. Oh, that'd make me sad. Well. All right, join us next week when our topic is, let's see if Jason can host an entire show all by himself. <laughs> I wonder if he'll argue with himself. I don't know. <laughs> or interrupt himself. Until then, remember, the only way to win at a role-playing game is to have fun. Have fun. and nobody else. All of the music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Mm-hmm.